everybody, this is George Wow, the Mana Cooler Podcast, and you're listening to the Double O Podcast with your hosts, Estrus and Ophelia. A new episode starts right now. Double O Podcast. Uh, I'm not even going to try to say what episode we're on. <laughs> I'm one host, Sophie, and with me I have, again, this week, the lovely Estras. Hey, this is episode nine, by the way. Hopefully, nine. <laughs> I don't even have to say what episode we're on. <laughs> You're too cool for that. That's fine. And we have uh, a bunch of other guests again this week because we had so much fun last week. We were like, we should do this every week. So we went and uh, got a hold of as many tanks as we could uh, convince to come hang out with us for the next hour or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're really excited. So Yeah. Yeah, I was just want to introduce our friends. Yeah, so why don't you guys start off by saying a little bit about yourselves, um, how long you've been tanking for, what kind of tanking class you play, and things like that. Yeah, you just have to volunteer yourself. Yeah, just jump in. We're not really a... <laughs> well, since I played the, the class that's always been the tank and should still remain the tank. Uh, oh. So I'm Voska. Yeah, I know. I like to start things as well. Uh, so I'm Voska. I've been playing the game actually for... Uh, we, st- uh, we started about just a few months before the end of, um, of BC. And since then, basically, I leveled as Prot even then, which was immensely painful. And I've always leveled as Prot, played Prot, usually have two Prot specs. Uh, I wish I could... Actually, right now, I would love to have a third, to have uh, one uh, special for Alice Razor. And, uh, yeah, uh, I don't I don't really play any D- uh, DPS. I Most of my characters are warriors. Uh, I also have a dog. And <laughs> so I also have uh, I basically play only warriors. The only caveat to that is one level 85 DK who also tanks. And you raid in the 10 man guild, correct? For yes. Yeah. Yes, actually I'm the raid leader for uh, business time and yep. uh, we're sadly that's the thing. We're not right now we're out, uh, one out of uh, seven, so we have Shannon down. Um but uh, working on a couple of others. So hopefully we'll uh, get the number up uh, pretty soon. And uh, yeah, so I've been the raid leader for this guild for now for uh, about a year and a half. And with uh, Vidyala, uh, my wife, who's the uh, guild leader. Yep, and for those, of, for those of you who've been listening to the show, we did have him and his wife on for the Guild Leader episode. Um, if you caught that, that was a really great show, and that was one of the reasons that we wanted to have you back, because not only were you a warrior, but you um, were great to have on before. So it was pretty natural. 
Yeah. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> and yes, the yeah. French accent, of course. Yes. It's actually very strange, Always. though. I was actually, I've been saying, though, that it was really hard to find Prot Warriors. Um, I, I, it was, it was almost hard. I'd say it was the hardest one I had to find for all four of you. Um, either, you know, either they weren't raiding anymore or they were alts or they were, I was, you know, you had said the original tank. I was really surprised. I, I didn't have a hard time finding a paladin, a DK, or a druid, but mm-hmm. warriors were really tough. As, you I don't want that. I have a theory about uh, the different personalities and which classes they they pick, and I found oh, that man. warriors. <laughs> what? Yeah, don't get me started about tallies. Case. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know what? I found one thing is that the community uh, there's not as many warriors that are blogging compared to the other classes I've found. Uh, there's I have a blog right now, but I, quite honestly, I haven't been writing in it all that much over the past few months either. And that's actually it, something that came up in conversation, not to interrupt you, but when I mentioned that you were being on the show, I, I've actually gotten a lot of feedback that I've been told to relay to you. Like everybody I know had great things to say about you, and they were very happy that we were having you. But they were like, you know, oh, he writes that really great blog, and he doesn't update anymore. Why doesn't he update anymore? And I, I know people that I knew were like, you know, we're all in sort of a consensus that you should because you, you put out good posts and you have put out good posts and the fact that your your site is a minority resource, um, you should because I know I'd love to read it and I know many people that I follow, that was the first thing they had to say about you was, why doesn't he write more? And, and it was purely in a respectful, they love your blog and want more. Well, I really appreciate the comment. I, uh, if... Uh, work life was not as crazy as it is right now, and doing that plus trying to uh, lead the raid through the heroics and all, I would probably write more. I just there's only few that many hours in a day, mm-hmm. so that's why I had to make a choice. And uh, that's you didn't the choose one that blogging. No, I did not. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who wants to go next? I guess I'll oh, go, well, go oh. ahead. No, I'll go. Canadian um, <laughs> uh, <Maybe in> podcast. <laughs> Exactly. That's what we're saying. Uh, <laughs> uh, so my name is Ariel. Um, a lot of people, a lot of druids and bears specifically may, may recognize my voice from the uh, the Team Waffle podcast, which I host weekly. Uh, and I also uh, basically well run contribute to the Inconspicuous Bear with uh, my good friend Reese and uh, the other the team there, uh, Tangent and, and Yawning. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been tanking since April of '05. Um, first as a as a prot warrior, I, I same as Bosco, I, I leveled uh, as a prot warrior in vanilla, and God was that ever painful. Um, <laughs> and I raid tank through uh, the first two tiers of vanilla, and then I had to to leave, quit, burnt out, whatever. Um, came back. Um, about a few mo- couple months before the Burning Crusade, as a, a mage, actually um, went through maybe a third of TBC as a mage, um, and then switched to my druid, uh, who actually started out as Resto, and then switched to Feral. Um, I ran a, a ten-man raid team uh, through like the latter third of Burning Crusade as a, a second Feral tank, um, and then in Wrath, I also continued to run the, uh, continued to run the same team. Um, all the way up through, um, we dropped out um, partway through Alduar because of summer and people just wanted to take vacations and so forth. And then we came back and then also stopped on Cindergosa during the 5% buff because we just couldn't do it and I was I had enough. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I actually switched to Death Knight for the first tier and a bit of Lich King um, until the grand, uh, the infamous 3.1 point something nerf to the ground. And then after that, I went back to my Druid. And then I've been tanking on my Druid ever since. And right now, I'm the second tank for a guild called Inception um, on Surmar. And we are right now also uh, one of the seven heroic. Nice. Uh, and I do have to ask you, do you have the fire staff from Major Domo? I got it last week, actually. Yes! I'm so happy to hear that a feral actually has it, because I've seen so many people who aren't ferals. Like, I've seen Moonkin that have rejoiced over it, and Restos that got it. <laughs> and I didn't know, I mean, I don't play a feral, so my first thought was maybe ferals don't want it, or what's the deal? But you're the first feral I know who actually got the feral staff. Congratulations. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. That's a great accomplishment. The only thing, though... Don't do like a lot of the kitties that I've seen, and go in a fire kitty and just stay by the mailbox near the, in the Dwarven district. That's dumb. That, Why would you do that? That's, well, that's, that's show that's off. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't like do to screw with people's minds on Domo. Uh, I, I prefer to tank anyway, so it doesn't matter to me. And um, do you rate twenty-five mans or ten mans? Tens. Tens. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so who wants to go that's next? Crazy. Miri or Frost? I guess I'll go. Um, I've been playing. He Saint. said goo. He's Canadian. Yeah, yeah, we'll not call the Canadians out first. <laughs> I've been playing since around halfway through the vanilla beta. I originally played a rogue through vanilla and TBC. And then for Wrath, I switched to the Death Knight class and started tanking because my guild needed tanks. And tanked all the way through BC to or, um, Wrath to Old War. Then switched to DPS because we had an abundance of tanks somehow. And then switched back to tanking for Cataclysm. And then I'm sort of doing both once in a while. Is there one that you find yourself doing more? I find myself DPSing more because, again, we have an abundance of tanks. Mm-hmm. So we don't want people to always sit. But, but if we're... you had to, you could easily jump back into a tank. Yeah, level. like I have a full, almost full heroic set of tanking gear again. So. Super. And are you 25s or 10s? We're 25s. 25s. And you're on heroics as well or starting them? Uh, we're 5 out of 7 heroics. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. And last but not least, Miri. All right. So um, I'm the Paladin. We. Uh, I started playing WoW about two months before BC came out. I actually rated BC tiers four through six as a hunter. I didn't actually switch to playing a Paladin until Wrath, and I actually healed all tiers um, on and off. I swapped guilds a lot in Wrath and ended up only really doing tanking just in my spare time doing heroics and stuff like that uh finally went into it full-time decided i was having fun with it um never got a chance to do it in rage just simply because well healers were actually got raid spots faster than tanks did on my realms so healed for that exact reason and then uh went full-time tanking i do goof off with healing though here in kata um Shits and giggles, basically. I, I heal for PvP, that's about it. And um, we're a 10-man guild. Just easiest way to, to shorten us is TTGF on Drendon. Um, it's actually, there's a good number of Twitter people over there now. Mm-hmm. And you, Ray, you said 10-mans. Are you, are you seeing any heroics, or where are you at right now? We're 6 out of 7 right now, normal. We're getting ready to uh, resume another night on RAG tomorrow night. You sound really excited about that. (laughs) (laughs) Another night on rig. Yay. We've had um, maybe one and a half full nights on them. So uh, unfortunately, 
our my co tank wasn't available the first night we started on him, so we had to teach him the fight last week, mm-hmm. and uh, resuming it this week. So hopefully, uh, we had some generalized discussions. So hopefully, we'll see some progress here and get into heroics here very soon. I hope so, too. It sounds like you're making good progress. Um, So the first thing I want to direct towards you guys is for those of you that have a history of tanking who've been doing it either in the previous tier or older, um, Kata was seen as sort of a return to form. I know healers, we had to go back to the idea of managing our mana that we couldn't cast, you know, without impunity, that we had to watch it and manage it. And then triage was supposed to be the big thing for us. And, um, you know, DPS were having to CC all over again and things like that. How would you guys compare tanking in the past versus tanking now? Um, what were your thoughts when Kata first started compared to how you remember tanking being before? I would say actually you have to to you have to make a difference between Kata uh, tier 11 and tier 12. They're very different in the field for tanking. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but honestly, um, it feels like we're back to tanking instead of just being well tanking, interrupt bitch, and also uh, kiting pretty much all over the place. It feels. It feels a bit a bit more back to uh, what it was. What do you guys think? It, to me, it feels more like right now with tier twelve feels more like it's back to the end of wrath, where you just kind of go run in there, DPS everything down, and hope for the best. Where at the beginning of tier eleven, you had to CC or you just wipe right away. That's how I see it. Yeah. Uh, in five, well, in five minutes, yeah. Um, I mean, it's not back to, say, vanilla tanking, where you actually had to know how to tank. Um, <laughs> five mans are basically like that. You just run in and AoE everything, and it just dies. Um, in raids, you have to know what you're... You don't really care what buttons you, pr- what buttons you press to do damage. You just kind of press them, and things happen. Um, but you do have to know uh, which... Damage reduction abilities to use and to use. Um, that's, I mean, that really hasn't changed. Uh, Cataclysm basically all been uh, all about that for the first couple of tiers. Has been like, um, yes, there's going to be this huge thing that's going to come and hit you, and it's going to hurt really hard. But if you press this one button, it's not going to hurt as much, and it won't really impact you that badly. Um, so it's it's really about being able to know when. Um, when when to, when to keep yourself alive, yeah. When yeah. to use your cooldowns, and I think that's what they're trying to, you know. I think we're, we might talk about that later, but that might, they're trying to move more in that direction with with the the hinted tanking changes. But um, to get back to the original question, um, it's not like BC and, and vanilla at all. Um, I, I do feel it's uh, more like wrath than anything else. Well, honestly, I've, I did Karazhan. Uh, I didn't do that much in, B, in BC, of course. I started only a few months before before the end. But I still prefer the tanking now uh, than it was in, Kar- in Karazhan. And I still, I also much prefer the tanking now in Wrath. Uh, sorry, in uh, Cataclysm compared to Wrath. Wrath, I found that the, especially at the end, once you knew the fight, the strategies were so easy. I mean, Ra- uh, Cataclysm still has strategies that are quite a bit more complex than pretty much anything that we've seen in Wrath. I mean, Syndra Goza, compared to the fights in Cataclysm, for a lot of them, it's they're quite a bit more complicated than that. But I like not having, uh, in Tier 12, you miss one interrupt, and the wipe, uh, it's a wipe. And that was what was frustrating in, in 10-man uh, in Tier 11, was that the, the interrupts, one interrupt was so important for the whole yeah. raid. I did 10 mans for um, Blackwing and 
the interrupts were just ridiculous because we knew if a tank missed, it was game over. No point continuing. Exactly. And actually, um, Ten Man Heroics are the probably I think the sole reason why they moved interrupts off the off the hit table. Pro- most likely. Most likely. Yeah, most likely. I mean, our shaman was completely uh, was ticked at the end of tier eleven. He said if uh, well, I, I remember him uh, saying at some point that if tier twelve was pretty much the same uh, same thing, he was considering changing a few things because he spent tier eleven interrupting, which is not fun for anyone. I mean, you want to. He's a he's a DPS. He wants to kill stuff and not just watch out for uh, and keep his uh, global cooldowns for well, not a global cooldowns, but uh, keep interrupting every five seconds. Yeah, when Cataclysm started, though, everybody, even DPS, felt like they had to sort of relearn their classes all over again. Um, did either of you feel that pressure? Did either of you go into Cata feeling like you, you had to start from scratch? Um, was there any sort of pressure there or stress or I don't know what I'm doing, I'm not sure I want to do this? Or were you all pretty confident going into Cata knowing what you wanted to be and being able to fulfill that role? Um, go ahead, sorry. Well, uh, no, go ahead. Actually, I've been talking a lot. All right. Well, I'm just going to jump in here. Um, I, because I did or contributed to contributed to a lot of the work um, that went into um, developing how bears would actually, um, like from perspective, determining how bears how the best way to function as a bear would be. It wasn't that big a deal for me because I already knew everything. Um, it was probably the bigger deal was teaching everyone else how to do it, um, and I, I think a lot of people had trouble. Um, not really understanding, oh, I really do need to keep Pulverize up, it really does improve my mitigation, or, oh, I really need to keep Demoralizing Aura up, it really does reduce the damage I take, um, and, that, and that sort of thing. Uh, so I think Bears as a whole probably did have a lot of changes, because now they just they can't just sit there and spam swipe anymore. Um, but I didn't personally experience any because of what... <laughs> Right, I remember hearing a lot of bears uh, sort of panicking about that. I remember there was a flow chart that some druid had made. I don't remember what site it was on, but I guess he was used to a certain swipe or some sort of ability that he didn't get right away, at least until 85. I'm probably right. screwing this up, but I just remember there was some core spell that I guess either wasn't hitting enough people or wasn't doing enough aggro or something along those lines. But even now, it's like, you know, I still hear a lot of negative things about ferals, and I love a good feral tank. I I, I love healing them. I don't often run with them as much as I'd like to. Um, But, but you know, in the last couple guilds I've been in, they've had a really odd reputation. And if you go on certain boards, people are really weird about them. Um, And I don't hear that about a lot of the other classes. You, you, You know, people speak of them in such different terms, like, oh, we have a prop paladin. Yay! Or you know, or even when you're queuing into a dungeon and it's a random dungeon and you're watching the group sort of fill up member by member, and then all of a sudden a bear shows up and you can almost sort of hear the oh god, it's a feral. And I don't, I don't know where that came from. I don't know unless I'm just not a part of the community and I'm missing that. But they're somewhere down the line. They got this really weird reputation, um, and I, I don't think it's deserved in a way. There, there was a lot of really bad ferals, um, like a lot of them. Um, it's not that ferals themselves are bad. Uh, well, okay, there's a couple things that happen. Um, Just hang on one moment. We're having some uh, technical difficulties. Andrew, there's something going on on your end? Uh, yeah, I appear to have disconnected briefly because I missed part of that conversation. Okay. <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> uh, ferals being, uh, you said ferals themselves weren't bad. Okay, right. Um, so there's a couple things that happened. Um, one in the, the, the basically the pre-cataclysm expand, uh, patch, um, swipe got nerfed into the ground. Um, that caused a lot of huge problems for ferals that were um, leveling as tanks. 
because they, they couldn't hold it. AoE aggro was impossible. Um, that was fixed in subsequent patches. Um, there was also a problem where our, our mastery savage defense didn't work for AoE tanking. Um, you would take, it, you, basically how it works is you get a crit, and on a crit there's a chance that you get this bubble. Okay, cool. Um, but what was happening is your, your bubble would be a certain size, and then a hit that was like a tiny fraction of that size would hit you, and then the bubble would go away. Um, that was fixed in, uh, f- some, I think 406, if I remember correctly. Um, so until that point, there was a lot of problems where, um, ferals were taking a lot more damage in AoE situations, i.e. five mans, um, than a lot of other tanks. And there was an additional problem where they had completely screwed up a talent, and some people retained a, a certain amount of damage reduction, um, from a talent in Wrath that they weren't supposed to, and other, but new ferals didn't have that. So some, so just for some technical reason that Blizzard screwed up, um, some feral tanks were just innately taking less damage than others. But wasn't there also a glitch where you also got an extra talent point for a little while too? Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Um, oh, I think okay. for Protector of the Pack, if you had Protector of the Pack spec at the start of Cataclysm, it retained the damage reduction and the AP bonus from it, um, even though you didn't actually have the talent anymore. Uh, I think one of the things. One of the things too is that, if I remember correct, and I'm not a, I've never played a bear, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Blizzard, that's two expansions in a row that they screw you guys up with the version, the the point uh, version, and that they have to patch you guys up after after the fact. And I I think I remember in Wrath at the beginning of Wrath until maybe 3.1 or something like that, that uh, bears were having quite a bit of problems, and then they got much better. Am I wrong in thinking that? Or I wasn't actually tanking as a bear back then. I was yeah. tanking my DK, so I don't remember. And yeah, DK, also, oh, DKs were strong then. Well, that's when we were overpowered with their awesome Exactly. Performance. Exactly, but um, the bears were having problems at that point. And so that's two expansions in a row that the bears on at, at first are having problems, and they have to be uh, fixed with a patch later. I'd actually say I mean, all three expansions. Well, they could not really for that. So anyway. I remember at the beginning of TPC, they had really high DPS in bear form. For some reason, they had to be nerfed because of that. Um, but that. Uh, compounding those issues was there was just a lot of bad ferals, and the, a lot of ferals that didn't know how to gear or how to gem or how to enchant, and didn't understand that to actually do heroics at Cataclysm launch, you needed to have like full 3-3-3 gear um, or a really good party. Um, so that's I think it's part of where the stigma came as well. Now, why do you I think that I... was something that was exclusive to Feral? Because I, I don't, again, I don't hear, I'm not just saying you guys, but I, I heard those criticisms before, everything you just said, Frost Sorrow, with regards to Ferals. I don't hear that with other tanks, so I, I, I'm just trying to understand why, why Ferals seemed to be so difficult to play or why the players weren't getting it. Because I wasn't hearing, you know, oh, this warrior didn't know how to gear, this paladin was gemmed wrong. I was only hearing that with Ferals. So what about it makes them so hard to understand? Uh, I don't know if it's... Maybe it's because we wear DPS gear and people just don't can't wrap their heads around that, um, or don't understand how the various DPS stats work with Savage Defense. Um, I wasn't one of those people that had problems, um, <laughs> so I don't really know. Um, all, all I'd really get feedback was, "Oh, I'm I feel like I'm taking a lot of damage in." X raid or Y dungeon and why is that? And then we'd go and look at their gear or their spec and go, oh, well you're missing two talents here, you have this glyph wrong, you're not using this ability when you're supposed to be. 
I think that there was a lot of people. A lot of that might have come from the complete and I don't say complete. There is. I hate to sound self righteous here, but um, and I don't want to like go out of my way to cause problems, but um, Alita's jerks info on bears at the start of Cataclysm was completely and totally wrong, and we had a lot of work to do to correct that. And some people either didn't get it or something, but yeah, I, a lot of the info out there was wrong, and people were following it and not doing as much research as they could have been. I guess that might have been some of the reason as well. Do you think, I think it also was some... Sorry. I was going to say, the, one of the things, too, is you guys are completely different than... If you look at the, all three other tanks, okay, well, uh, for some reasons, the Death Knight preferred to tank with their faces instead of with a proper shield. <laughs> but <laughs> apart from that, the we we gem similarly. We have... We all use... We all based on strength and stamina and all that. You guys are totally different. And I think that's probably one of the things that the community at large, when they, uh, the ones that are not tanks, look at a bear tank and simply can't understand the whole paradigm. I think it has to do largely with the lack of that bears can't parry, and everyone else does. I think Even though that, that completely makes no difference, and we actually have more avoidance than anyone else, but, you know. Maybe, yeah, maybe but. because... You know, the, because the gearing is similar between the tanking and the DPS, like for the other classes, if you want to be a tank, you have to get in that tank main mindset and you have to do everything completely different than if you're DPSing. But then you have the druid DPS, the kitty who can't get a pug spot because he hears that, oh, well, you need to stop the same gear, just change your spec. And they do that. Do you think maybe that could have a little bit of uh, that effect on uh, why there's it's so hard to find decent... Tanks? Well, I don't know if it's so hard nowadays. Um, I, I know a lot of really decent feral tanks that are like. Yeah, I've always had really good experiences skills, with but, them too. But I'm just going with the conversation that we were having here. Yeah, I've never um, noticed a difference I think, between druid tanks and other tanks. A, a, a lot of it also might have to do with the whole paradigm that um, stand stacking. Well, currently we have to wait and see in, in tier 13, but um, currently and especially when. Uh, start of Cataclysm, stand stacking was bad. Um, it was a really stupid thing to do. No tanks seem to be able to wrap their head around that for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Oh god! Yep. That and all, all it would really do is cause your healers to run out of mana faster. Um, it was fun to hear them soar, though. Oh, well, I think You're a, lot a of cold, cold, cold individual. <laughs> oh yes. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it had to do with a lot, a lot of retraining from we got a whole new mastery that was completely different from anything we had before. Um, whereas block tanks, well, they'd still have block. It just, it happens differently. Um, I mean, grant, granted DK has got something d- new too, but they still have death strike and death strike still healed them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But our masteries are actually fairly similar to each other. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, yours is based on incoming damage. Ours doesn't, but um, I don't know. I mean, after the start of Cataclysm, where there was this huge problem where people just didn't know what they were doing and changing from what happened, what the, what you did in Wrath, to what you're supposed to do in Cataclysm, was a huge problem for a lot of people. But I, I don't know why people still have the stigma. Maybe they're seeing a lot of bear tanks in PvP gear and they don't understand why. Um, that's also possible. Why is uh, that? Well, because PvP gear is actually halfway decent for tanking. Um, the general rule is that if you're if you have a so PvP tiers function uh, six item levels higher than a regular actually PvE tier, right? Um, so, you, for example, you've got a 384 versus a 378. Um, 99 out of 100 times, 
the PVP CS is going to be better. Um, however, um, for example, a 371 versus a 359, 371 is going to be better, hands down, all the time. And a lot of people just don't get that. Like, they don't understand just how valuable agility and, ar- and armor are. Um, and so they might run into this feral tank that's wearing full PvP gear, and they're going to go, a feral tank, we're wearing PvP gear. This is, this is going to suck. Um, but that's really not the case. Uh, armor is ex- exceptionally valuable just because of the number, how, how huge the modifiers are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same with agility. Just Agility is, like, the most amazing stat ever. Um, I'm glad to hear so, that you're clearing up that misconception. So if anybody's listening, they'll know if they see a tank doing that, that it's okay. Or, you know, if there's a pharaoh listening, they can listen to that, what you're saying, and know that it's okay. So I'm glad you're kind of clarifying that for people. Uh, yeah, a lot of people have that misconception. And I, it, t- it, t- it takes a while for people to get used to that. I mean, back in TBC, PvP gear was best in slot. Um, and actually, that continued all the way through Wrath, which was kind of annoying. Um, but... It's it's not best in slot anymore, but it's an accept it's an acceptable alternative if you can't get what's the best bid the best is as currently available. Mm-hmm. I, I think probably also part of the stigma is what was said before is that you guys are the ultimate hybrid. I mean, there's nobody that can do range DPS, melee DPS, tank, and heal, and because of that, there's a lot of druids that say, oh, well, I can't tank, I'll just put something together and start tanking. And yeah. because of that, there are quite a few druids out there that honestly suck because they it takes practice especially as a tank you need to know know how to move strafe all those little moves that you probably don't need to know as much with uh, if you're doing a different role it is a very specialized role it takes a lot of practice to get really good at it it's not just talent and so if you're doing it as an off spec or just because you can uh, because it's a five-man and you're going to get in, into five-mans in the LFD much faster, y- yeah, you're going to have a lot of really bad uh, bad tanks out there. I agree. Um, it's actually something I've, I've said before to some people is that going from tanking to any other role is a lot easier than going from any other role to tanking. Um, you, you can't go from a melee DPS to, to being a tank and expect to be exceptional. It's just, it won't happen. Tanking takes a hell of a lot of practice. Melee DPS is a bit better because at least they know how to move in melee range. Okay. Yeah, but it's not not the same as like oh I'm a, I'm a balanced druid oh I have some agility gear in my bank let me put it on and start tanking no it doesn't work that way. No, I I'm totally agree. Well, one thing that may make your jobs a little more difficult in the future, we're going to start talking about the news because tanks have been getting a lot of attention from the developers lately. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is Threat Level Midnight. Um, that was the first water cooler that Ghost Crawler had released, um, and they basically talked about changes to threat. Um, what did you all think about this when you were reading it, and how did that compare to when you actually saw it in, in action? Um, Miri, I'm going to start with you. What did you think about these changes to threat? So honestly, it never impacted me before the change. Mm-hmm. Um, in its current state now, I've got to say, it's more of a hassle, I think, for the tanks than it is for anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I was actually talking with um, my co-tank about this last week, and we were just not really totally in our game one night, and I want to say we were in BH, and we just weren't really paying attention. We were tired, et cetera, et cetera. And we came out of it, and he says were you not watching your your threat as much? And I said, well, what do you mean? And he goes, well, I had to keep retaunting off you and you had to keep retaunting off me. And I kind of paused and I said, well, you know, with the new changes, I've noticed I do it on RAG that I'll actually just go into an auto attack mode when we do our taunt swaps. Mm-hmm. Just to Vengeance. let, yeah, just to let my threat 
fall off some and I'll just stand there five, eight seconds, whatever. And then I'll start back up into a rotation. But if I just go balls to the wall like normal, I'm going to pull off them and I'm going to get more debuffs. And then I'm having to say invent, hey, taunt off me again. I've picked rag back up. Whoops. You know, you have to be aware and considerate of that as a tank now instead of worrying about your DPS pulling off you. I mean, you know, if we were doing something like a bear run in ZA and everybody was kind of just going nuts, just trying to get stuff down, then, yeah, it might have been a problem. But it was never something that wasn't able to be controlled. It it was never a problem then. It, it was never a problem in raids. I can see it for people who primarily work in fives, who are dealing with maybe geared players coming in, just trying to cap their VP, things like that. But it's not going to impact, I think, how they expected it to. I mean, yeah, under geared tanks, definitely. But geared tanks, no, not in the least. And it's interesting because they really sold this post. I'm actually looking at it right now. They basically sold it as if it was doing you a favor. Um, For example, they're saying that it wasn't fun for you. Vanishing threat isn't fun. They're saying that you're busy enough. Um, They're saying that your your UI is too complex. I mean, they really made it seem like they were doing tanks a favor by this change. Um, And it sounds like, Miri, you're saying it's actually the opposite, that you're noticing more effort on your part or just something like that to keep going. No, I wouldn't say it's more effort. I just say that it it was never. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to crack a sentence. The impact is not where you thought it should it would be. Is that it? Exactly. Exactly. So are you just to make sure I understand? So you're saying that they sold it as a really big change that would affect you, and once it was initiated, are you saying it didn't affect you? It it really had no impact in my mind on how I didn't change anything with it going in. It just makes me more aware of watching my threat for my co tanks. Mm-hmm. What about the rest of you? What were your thoughts on this when you were reading about it? I thought, go ahead. I didn't think it's going to affect raiding at all because in raiding generally, your tanks are going to be at least somewhat smart mm-hmm. because you can't play very well with a not smart tank. You're just going to keep wiping. In five minutes, I think it's going to help because there's generally a lot more AOE, so it's going to help with AOE threat in general. Whereas in raiding, it's going to just make the tanks get to the threat cap of 20 million faster, and it's going to make fights like Regnaros and Major Domo a lot harder for, say, if you have an off-tank or something, to get that threat that they need and keep it. Because once it gets to the threat cap, it's pretty much just whoever taunts, it stays on them for the rest of the time. Mm -hmm. So were these changes that you feel were necessary, or did they kind of come at you out of nowhere? Like, why is this happening? This actually kind of goes all the way way back to Vanilla. Um, uh, Back in Vanilla, when, when tanking as a concept was first introduced, um, all the abilities had, th- had threat modifiers on them, like a, a certain flat amount of uh, a threat was attached to a, an ability to say Sunder Armor. I'm going to cough here in a second. Three Sunders before anyone does anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, And the, the reason that worked is because DPS was so low um, and it didn't scale as drastically as it does now um, that they could just keep it there and then the threat modifiers would take care of everything. Um, this continued through TBC as well. It was, and it got worse near near Sunwell, and close to the end of Sunwell, when you had, say, like a, a T4 geared tank um, taking in tier six, T6.5 gear, gear DPS through Heroic would run into issues. Um, this got hugely problematic in Wrath. Um, what would happen is because DP, because DPS started jumping in huge increments in Wrath, um, 
threat modifiers weren't doing it. Um, or they were, they were coming cl- really close to not doing it. Like, so you had a, you have a tank that just hit 85, or hit 80, I guess it's time. Um, and then you've got this T10 gear DPS with this freshly 80 tank. The 80 tank's not gonna hold threat. Not, not in a million years. Um, and this problem continued through Cataclysm, especially with their whole shift towards, uh, away from threat modifiers and, and towards, um, just flat, uh, weapon damage percentages and AP modifiers. We, we saw this, I kind of figured this was coming when they just eliminated all the threat modifiers off of all the, all the bear abilities back in 4.0 point something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something to help the, the, the fresh 85 that just hit 85 and wants to start tanking heroics and they're going to be in the same group as T, T12 gear DPS. Um, and they want to make it so that that person who just hit 85, it doesn't feel like they're doing a bad job just because they don't have the gear. You know what? I, I will have to, dis- to disagree a bit there because it's not just for the new 85. I mean, I was fully geared, um, but I'm going with... I mean, our Frost uh, Mage, our group, he ranks... I say Actually, he ranks top 10 pretty much on every freaking fight. When, you, when I run with that guy, even if I was doing perfect threat rotation... No way. I could not hold aggro. As uh, a we had a, uh, Yes. Yes, as a Frost Mage. He's amazing, honestly. But we also have a Fury Warrior, uh, DK. I mean, all of those guys would start pulling. And because I'm a Rage tank, I need to get hit to have the Rage. Otherwise, it gets even worse. So it was up to a point where, honestly, raiding... A, Fighting a raid boss was so much easier and relaxing than going into five man, and that's just stupid. I agree. I totally I mean, agree. So, I mean, we we have even more um, regeneration problems in stuff we overgear than you guys do. So, I mean, we we kind of had the same issue. I mean, yeah. it, it almost got to the point where it's like, do I just take my pants off? Like, really? <laughs> well, exactly. yeah, even from a non-taking that. standpoint, I mean, I don't remember a trash pull where our enhancement shaman and our DK survived. I mean, and there's no point in healing. Let me just let them die, and the fight will be over faster. That's actually, I think, the requirement was the enhancement shaman always dies. And they don't even do that much damage. Like, their their threat was just insane. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. What what I like about that change is because vengeance and raid will help. We're fine. I mean, apart from the first 10 seconds, we were fine on the on the threat in, the, in raids. It was perfectly fine. The problem with the five-man, the fights are too short. We don't take enough damage. We don't have the vengeance. We ha- only have our own um, threat generation, and honestly, it's not enough. What, it, what the change made is, now I run five-man, and instead of going, oh, crap, I'm having really good DPS on that on that group. It's going to be hell for me. I'm actually working with the team instead of against it. And it feels quite a bit more... Actually, for five-man, it's a lot more fun now. It, well, it's bearable, at least, to do a lot of things. Before that, honestly, I had stopped running them completely. So I do want to ask the obvious questions to kind of jump ahead a little bit. I know we had it somewhere later in the show. Vasco brought up a really good point. Did this make you want to queue for dungeons? Because it's very well known that there's always a tank shortage, and it, there's never been a healer shortage as bad as there are with tanks. And and they've done many things to try to get tanks to do them. Like they were trying to offer you, you know, mounts and pets with a chance of that with the bags and things like that. And it doesn't seem like any of the incentives they've offered have really worked. Like nine times out of ten, when you see call to arms, it's 
usually a tank. Um, do you feel that these changes motivate you? Do you still do them regularly, randoms? What are your thoughts on the, the current five-man situation? So on any, what is it? Like I've done maybe five call to arms ever, mm-hmm. ever. Um, in fact, about once a month, I'll say, ah, I'll just go do a random and I'll go and I'll queue in and I will watch the group wipe on something absolutely stupid. I'll see a healer not actually knowing how to heal a fight. And then I'm just like, you know, this is this is a great reminder as to why I don't do these outside of guild. And then I just drop and I go about my business and that's it. Nothing can convince me to go deal with half of the wild populace. You know, I I start doing a bit more LFDs than I than I used to, uh, a bit more uh, groups than I used to because exactly for those reasons, especially after I've had a bad raid night where I make some mistakes and all, LFDs it's a really really good way to practice your reflexes because yeah. you are you are working with people that are subpar that are not because it's normal we're not you're not dealing with your raid team. So you don't have the same coordination, the same you don't have vent or mumble or whatever you use. So you don't have the same level of coordination. It's really good to to remind you how to use your cooldowns properly, <laughs> to just do a few trash pulls on ZA or something like that. I mean, those things are pretty much harder than anything you're going to find in Firelands when it comes to survivability. Mm-hmm. It is a good test, but when the when the priest doesn't ever cast heal, it's not worth it. Then yeah. you ask if he's shadow. <laughs> <laughs> so what real ID is for? You just bring in a couple of friends? And, that and that's normally what I awesome. do. Unless your friends don't like five mans either. <laughs> Have you ever felt an obligation to tank? Like when you do hear these stories of how, how much tanks are lacking in randoms, is there some part of you that feels like you no. almost need to be killed? <laughs> no. Okay. Not the least. No. Okay. I only oh. try to tried five months again when the threat changes happened because I want to see if I could do it without wearing any kind of DPS gear at all. <laughs> Honestly, if, if the groups were a bit grateful instead of starting blame, to blame me if anything slips, uh, then I would maybe feel guilty because, well, I am Canadian, but <laughs> otherwise, honestly, they can, they can piss off. <laughs> So it's interesting because I know somebody had mentioned that, that there's really nothing Blizzard can do. It's not even a Blizzard thing, really. Like, it's not as if tanks are queuing because they don't feel they're getting enough of out of it. They just don't really like dealing with the population. They need to make tanking more attractive and maybe not easier, but they need to, like, train people to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not just that. It's also go, go, go. How many how many times have you, well maybe you have we haven't heard that if you're running fast enough but go 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 no I'm actually watching the healer's mana go back yeah. up because it's almost empty will you just give me a freaking second or the the one I love the most is yes go ahead do the pulls for me I mean that's why uh, I think there's a lot of tanks that just say to hell with this I mean seriously I'm not going to go through the aggravation. Right. I, I, have a level, I had a level 23 warrior that I had started doing randoms with before I took a break from the game. And, and it, was, it was funny because being a new tank, I, I felt more pressure when it was, why aren't you pulling faster? Why isn't this happening? I kind of felt like the mom in the minivan with the kids screaming in the back, like, Mom, where are we? Are we there yet? And that's what it felt like. like I, and I, I don't understand why people queue for things when they're, when they're pressed for time. Like I, that, that really kind of scared me off from wanting to be a tank. And I'm not nearly... It's an alt, a low-level alt, and I get that, but nothing made me sweat and my hands smack against the keyboard and anxiety faster than the why aren't you pulling. And It's like, yeah, uh, you have this giant spotlight on you. Yeah. It's yep, like when exactly. I zoned into 
a ZA. I guess this was my last last week. This was my monthly. I'm going to do LFD and not hate my life. And I zoned into ZA <laughs> in a poll that was already in progress. And then once we get through the poll, the DK in the group says, I hope you don't suck like the previous take. Yes. And I'm like, okay, so we're starting off great already. And then the mage goes, well, looking at this tank's gear, I don't think it'll be a problem. So I'm like, okay, so you're assuming that gear equals experience. That's gear is skill, did you know that? Well, it doesn't <laughs> I missed that memo. You can't, get, you can't get gear without. What's your, what's your gear score? <laughs> oh, I hated that. That I don't miss. <laughs> I made a cloth set just for gear score. But, um, but you come what? into something like that, and then you run into a situation where... You know, that was that was where I had the priest that never cast heal in ZA on um, Dragonhawk. And I said, okay, well, heals your pally. There's only so many CDs I've got, and I've actually burned them all, and we're not doing too great, guys. So we wipe twice, and every time the DK is making excuses for the priest. Look, they're not from the same realm. They're not even from the same guild, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, okay, well, what's going on here? And then the DK starts yammering to me. That it's, oh, it's your fault. And I was like, dude, there's only so much I can do without a heal. You know, Palm is only going to cut it for so long. Thanks for the faith, but it's just not worth the hassle. And then I take another situation where I was actually healing a friend who just recently came back to the game on his tank, a warrior boss, and um, Mm -hmm. was just getting back into the swing of things, had never actually, I think, run anything on heroic, you know, very qualified uh, and good player, though. And um, we're doing Halls of Origination. Anything with a hall in it normally is hell, but whatever. And we have the Go, Go, Go Shaman in the group, except it's the Go, Go, Go Warlock. And the Warlock's going, pull, 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 pull. And I'm like, do you see that the tank has like 124,000 health? Mm. I'm explaining the fights from a heroic perspective in Vent. And I told him that. I was like, look explaining the fights and he's like well i'll explain the fight in three words so he does and i was just like whatever you know i'll be the jerk healer and not heal you kind of like i'll be the jerk tank and not taunt off you that's my favorite that's my favorite (laughs) so we get through it we get through the boss fight and he drops group and we get someone new in and you know once again a new heroic player and i just said hey you know what we're not in a rush don't push me. If you start doing the go, go, go crap, I will vote kick you faster than you can blink. I'm not here for that. I'm here to help out in this case. You know, I don't do go, go, go for any tank or any healer. Exactly that. I observe how they're performing and adjust how I'm going to handle things accordingly. That was something I, think- I noticed, Stephen, when I was queuing on my baby tank was I, I started off being queued into full instances, like from the beginning, like you, you would start, you know, Black Fathom Deeps, I think the BFD with the big Hydra thing, yeah, you know, you'd start off at the beginning and it would be a fresh run. But I noticed as I got higher in level, I was being queued into runs that had already started. And you would look at the group and you'd be like, what did you guys do to your last tank? And there'd be this little paranoia and they'd be like, nothing. And I was like, I'm, yeah. And, and, and I, it's gotten to the point, and like I said, I haven't played that tune in a while, but around the time I stopped playing, her i wasn't even getting fresh instances and i queued with nothing but the dungeon finder like that's how i was leveling and i towards the end i wasn't getting any runs that were starting from the beginning they were all runs already in progress um and that was kind of strange to me i was like what's going on here and there was always this weird aura like you said the first thing they did was inspect you mm -hmm, and and they'd allow you to 
tank for them, and it was very weird. Mm-hmm. I'd never had that before, and um, it took a little while to get used to the idea that I wouldn't be getting runs from the beginning anymore, and it, and it made me wonder. I, and I, like I said, I'd been a healer for a long time, and I'd never experienced that as a healer, um, and as a tank, I, I was always getting half-assed or half you know, started runs. The tanks that you see in five men, well, to be a tank, you have to be a bit nuts to start with. (laughs) It's true. I mean, seriously, we're there and we're getting beaten up in the face. I mean, you you have to do the opposite of what you've always been told. Exactly. (laughs) The, but that's the thing. A lot of the tanks, what we, I'm not talking about the guys that just go and tank because of LFD, they're going to get faster or things like that. And some tanks are, real assholes and arrogant pricks but at the same time a lot of us actually we take our the role of kind of leadership uh, in a five man very seriously um, most of the tanks that I know are actually qu- kind of more serious than than uh, than quite often the other players we're trying to help we we have a mentality that's really we wouldn't be playing tanks if we weren't like that really if we weren't uh, trying to help trying to get that group going trying to help facilitate the group going through that whole list of challenges. And But when we get treated like that, well, it's not worth it. I mean, uh, what, what, I'll, I'll just uh, share, share a couple of stories on my own and maybe I'll get some perspective. But um, the only time I really ever do LFD by myself um, is on normal dungeons when I'm really, really bored. Um, or normal, normal heroics, rather. Um, because I know I can carry pretty much any group through a normal heroic by myself. Um, Except Grimbatol. <laughs> oh, no, I can carry through Grimbatol, too. I'm not too worried about that. Uh, I don't really care about the DPS, and the healer doesn't really have to have that much HPS on me, and I can kill anything, any of the bosses by myself anyway. So, um, And then I end up with a nice little bag, and maybe I get a pet sometimes, and maybe sometimes a mount, and I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. But I never do troll heroics um, without having at least someone that I know. I mean, what I do nowadays is um, on Friday or Saturday nights, I, uh, I get Reese or, or Lasana, and we go and um, get some people from the community, and we go, hey, let's do, let's do some heroics, you know, spread spread the word and help some people out. Um, and sometimes we get like random druids from on the US server. And go, hey, can we can we come play with you? And that's how that's that's how I do my five mans now. I don't do it with people I don't know. I especially do not random trolls. I will cut my wrist before I do that because that <laughs> makes me want to stab myself. <laughs> it's all, one of the things too is quite honestly five mans, two troll heroics. Come on, we've run them so often, all of us, yes, because we're always so much in demand. In demand because our our guildies want to to cap up their their valor points, and you know what? You're one of the tanks. You're going to try to help out. Honestly, I don't know about you guys, but I'm bored to death of those two instances. They were cool oh, God, when they yeah. came out, but oh God, another one. I don't. Yeah, I don't the worst thing about so them much. is that there's only two of them. Exactly. I, I don't, if we could have all of the uh, current dungeons have the same amount of value points, at least there would be some variety, even though they're not sometimes the greatest. Grim Battle, I haven't seen in ages, because it's always, oh, I need to run a Trollroik. See, now, when guildies say that, hey, we, we're trying to cap, do you mind running something? And I'll, that's the, one of the first questions I'll ask. Do you want a normal heroic? Can we get by with a normal heroic so I can get some variety? Or, God, do I get stuck in ZAZG again? And at some point, you know, I'll get the people. Oh, well, I just need the, I just need X Y Z badges. So can we do a troll? Okay, fine. I'll pray it's ZG, 
<laughs> and we'll just move on. But sometimes they're like, yeah, I don't care. You know, it can be whatever. And then I'm just absolutely content to go run a normal heroic, get some random schmuck in LFD, and we just plow through it. So the next thing I do want to kind of talk about was the other water cooler moment. Uh, there was a post that came out on the 31st of August called Bloody Mitigation. And there was talk about uh, taking some classes that had passive mitigation and maybe making it more active. And then classes that had it be active, make it more passive. Um, and then there was a large chunk at the bottom in reference to death nights. And they were talking about things they enjoyed about death nights and things they didn't like. Um, I kind of want to hear more from Frost Sorrow about this, but I, I would like the rest of you to chime in. Uh, what did you guys think when you read this post, and what do you guys expect for 4.3? Hopefully, as a Death Knight, I won't be so damn squishy. That's mm-hmm. really what I'm hoping from that patch. It's interesting that you mentioned that, because I remember healing a Blood Death Knight, and I never... I, I used to love the fact that you guys could... the heals that you had on yourself. I never minded healing a Blood Death Knight. I... I I, I never. I, there's really no tank I minded healing, but I never noticed any squishiness on your parts. Yeah, no, not you like guys when don't they would. So, I like when they solo the first boss in ZG. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on Cameron, on uh, Nefarian. I mean, those that self heal is just completely open. Oh yeah, I, I love taking Nefarian. Don't get me wrong on that. I love seeing yeah. K shields on me. That was amazing. But. If you have an unlucky string of non-parries, nothing dodges, you're going to get squishy. Yeah. Well, they mentioned a couple things for you. Like, they mentioned Outbreak, for example. They mentioned Blade Barrier, Death Strike, Bone Shield, Blood Shield. Um, are these changes that you approve of? Like, are these things you think that yes. they've kind of hit the mark with? Okay. They get two thumbs up for me. Um, Outbreak is because you rely so much on diseases now. You can't have a diseaseless build, period, anymore. They got rid of that with Cataclysm. And so... For tanking, you had to choose between getting your shield up with Death Strike or using your Frost Strike or um, frost, frost Disease and um, yeah. Blood Disease to get your slowing and your damage reduction. So you had to choose between pretty much dying or living mm-hmm. for sometimes. So, and the, a lot you know. of these changes are things that um, people like Doss and, and Gospodanya and, and Elliot have been asking for for like months and forever. Um, and I'm actually pretty. I guess it's taken to the point where you just don't see DK tanks in heroic 25 yeah. content Firelands. If we to, have to for choose between me tanking or a paladin or the off spec of a druid, they'll take them always because it's just better. Yeah, just because really you feel that you're that squishy. Passive vegetation with like a shield is ridiculously so far much better in my opinion. Okay. Well, it's DKs um, have a have this, this window. Um, it's like uh, it's five so second 60 window. Cases, yeah, where they can die, and we have and, to take damage to block damage, which I never quite understood why. Yeah. Um, but it, it, especially with huge amounts of spike damage in in heroic twenty fives, um, it's very very. I, I don't know if, how common it is, but it's pretty common for a blood death knight to just die. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there's nothing to do about it. I remember taking Chogal, and it wasn't even heroic. I could go from a hundred percent to twenty percent in one swing. And it would never happen to the warrior. No. And, you know, that's, that's one thing that's too bad, because even though I, and of course I'm going to insult the other two, I can't stand I, uh, tanking as a pally or as a bear. I actually <laughs> I actually like the DK. Uh, I really like the DK. I was tanking a lot. I killed the Leash King and all that uh, with it, with my alt DK on the... And I like the style, although I preferred frost tanking more than uh, blood tanking, but still, yeah, I, I really like... 
I like the style. And what I like about the DK is that compared to – I see every class as having a threshold um, – kind of a – not a threshold, sorry. A, um, it's variable based on the player's talent. And so you have some classes – I'm sorry, Pallies and Wrath where whether – if you were an exceptional player or you were just an okay player, the gap was not that great. Okay. You, you could see the difference, but it wasn't that great. With a warrior, it's a bit bigger. With a, all of those things happen. But for a DK, if you're an okay player, you're going to suck. Mm-hmm. If you're an exceptional player, you can really make that class sing. And that's one of the, the appeal that I see in the DK. Maybe not right now. You're right. It is very squishy. But one of the appeal is really that and that's what I like about the active mitigation and hopefully it widens the gap a bit more and allows uh, people that have the experience the ex- or th- that are exceptional to really make their classes work exceptionally well that that's actually kind of how I felt about um, warrior tanking back in in, in Villa um, is that you could really tell the difference between a, a good war like a, a good tank and a bad one Um and I've actually made blog posts about this. You can't really tell that difference, or the ability to tell that difference has gone down over time. Um, and I think that's part of what they want to bring back, because they want to bring back that that ability, so you you can really you can tell. It, yeah, and you you can really tell. Oh, that tank's really good, versus oh, that tank's freaking terrible. Exactly. So that you could actually, you have to see the tank in action instead of just looking at their eye level. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, I think I agree with you. I know there's been some discussion. I hate to keep drawing parallels, but I know there's been some discussion the last week or two about how healers are being judged and how, I guess, the emphasis on meters may or may not apply to healers and that, you know, each niche, like DPS, tanks and healers, each needs something different to determine how successful they are. Obviously, watching meters could be seen as, as a way to judge DPS. It may not be as effective for healers. It's probably not going to work at all for tanks. And and I think you're right. There needs to be something more visible where you can judge how a tank is doing well. And before, it used to be with threat generation. And I, I know you could kind of look at that and say, well, this person's generating so much threat, that's a good tank. But um, I don't know of anything right now that you would use, like you said, to look at a tank and say they're doing a good job. You, exactly. You can't even look at DPS because, mm-hmm. as uh, Miri was mentioning before, when we do ta- uh, taunt switches, I mean, exactly, because you have the vengeance and now you're doing five times your threat, as soon as you're doing a bit more damage, you're going to pass the other tank. Actually, that's where you guys really want to have a, a warrior with you guys because uh, I intervene my <laughs> other tank. So he can keep on hitting as much as he can because his threat just lowered by 10% every time we taunt off of each other. Mm-hmm. Again, warriors are superior. But it's <laughs> <laughs> I, I can actually make, make the, same, the same sort of distinction for uh, for a feral. Um, really good on tanks, which is um, good feral tanks will go kitty and squeeze in more DPS to make sure the kill goes faster um, instead of just sitting there and auto-attacking. Yep. Okay, so it looks like we have a number of questions that were sent in through Twitter. Um, I sent, hopefully, about a dozen of them or close to that. So we're just going to kind of ask you. (laughs) Yeah, so we're just going to ask you some random questions. We're going to take turns. And, uh, again, all of you are welcome. I don't think there's anything here that was specifically aimed at anybody. Um, I might pick on some of you who are being more quiet, Mary, than others. Um, (laughs) Feel free to chime in. Uh, I'm actually, hopefully, do you want to go first or should I? Um. You can go first. Okay. I want to see what question you're going to pick. Okay. 
Um, all right. The first thing I'm going to ask you. Okay. Here we go. Um, this question is from at CNOC17 from Twitter. Um, if you could somehow learn an ability from another tanking class and make it your own for your class, which ability would it be and why? I'd want to learn to use shields. <laughs> charge. Oh, my How God, would charge. Hold the shield, like in their mouth, or would it be the bear on their leg standing tall? Or I don't know. I'm not a bear. Oh, oh, sorry, my voice is confused. Okay, I apologize. I think the bear was more funny to visualize, but... Okay. Oh, yeah, that'd be pretty funny to see a bear do that, but... I have two perfectly good hands, and I can't seem to use them both at the same time. So I'd like to learn to use two hands. Okay. Uh, Vasca, Mary, are there any abilities you wish you had that you see other tanking classes have? Oh, Mary wants charge, I think. Yeah, Yeah, you want charge? charge. Oh, I want charge. (laughs) And why wouldn't you? I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> Not so much when you're the healer. I hate charge. Oh, jeez. I've lost so many tanks to charge. What? This How do you they take need a the healing charge, charge, too. Out of range. Yeah, yeah, they need a healer's oh. charge. Well, Philly, seriously, I've had... Uh, Our life I had to have tank. chats with my uh, with my healers recently, because on the Heroic Shannon, I Heroic Leap, I charge, I intervene, I intercept. Seriously, I'm all over the place. So they basically told me to tone it down or at least make it predictable. <laughs> I've learned to summon a mount before a pull just so that I can run it and keep up with my warrior tank. <laughs> We're awesome. Oh, dear. Um, okay. I would want one or two or one. Well, two things. There's two things I want. Um, I want Thunderclap and I want Raidwall. Now, see, a bear, I can see Thunderclapping. I can see the visual of them pounding on the ground. That's cool. I see them clapping like when they're dancing. <laughs> Oh, there we go. I didn't even think of that. Wow. All right, Ophelia, your question? uh, For me, it would be Death Strike. Uh, The ability to heal myself more often than... Because I have Victory Rush, but I need to kill something to be able to Uh activate it. Or I need to spend two talent points for... Honestly, I haven't seen one tank actually use those. Uh, Sorry? Isn't it Blink? There's some ability that heals you for... Oh, Field Dressing, right? Uh, No, it... A field dressing enhances the healing that I'm getting from others or from myself. Right. We have a couple of abilities like that that up our own – well, the, the healing we're receiving, whether it's our own or the healing that we receive from others. But we use Victory Rush to be able – when I kill something, I can use Victory Rush and it gives me back 20% of my hit points, which is awesome. But I can't use it other than uh, after I kill something. On some fights when there are small ads – I'm loving it. Like uh, the first fight in ZA, I keep um, cleaving those uh, eagles that are trying to uh, to swoop in. I could, I can almost heal myself for the whole fight uh, because you of have that. to get the killing blow to use that. Yeah, but I'm the only one that's uh, crazy enough to do cleave instead of a single target on that <laughs> yeah. one, so it's not too bad. Does so it I'm work on critters? Uh, actually, no. It needs yes. to. Uh, it needs to give you uh, honor. So that's the thing. Something like that that would allow me even much smaller than a twenty percent, but honor, something that allows me. Honor experience. Yeah, honor okay. or experience. <laughs> I was gonna say if we get honor from ZA, I'll totally you know resubscribe and farm up some PvP gear. It'll be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's the ability I would like to have. Okay. Okay. So the next question. Um, this question is from Cinewise or on yeah, on his Twitter uh, at Wow Cinewise. Sometimes you make a mistake in a group wipes. 
How do you deal with this, and how should new tanks deal with this? New tanks should take it as a learning experience. Try not to take it personally, and that you're learning, so you need to sometimes make mistakes to learn, as long as you're not making the same mistakes over and over and over again. Mary, do you have any thoughts on that? So, actually, I'm normally kind of humorous about it. Uh, If something goes wrong and I wipe us, I will joke about it and be like, oh, hey, you know, that was my derp or something. And um, we all kind of normally laugh it off. I've never actually had someone go, you know, absolutely nuts because I've done something wrong or I overpulled or anything. So normally everybody just kind of rolls with it. And, you know, I'm even in raids and stuff. If I do something that screws up, I'll be the first to admit it. And I'll be like, oh, God, guys, I I screwed up. Sorry. And, um, you know, I'll take my guilt immediately. And my entire raid team is the same way. If, if someone screws up, we, we admit to it. And, but I've always handled it with humor. So I don't. I don't ever take it personally. If I'm a new tank, you know, I think I'm trying to remember who laughed at me about it. But before I went in and tanked actually anything, I researched every dungeon to understand the trash, to understand the bosses. And I actually made notes so I would, you know, come in prepared and not be that person who would screw up. I know that that's probably absolutely insane to ask, you know, any normal player to do. But that's me as a player. And just that's... Go in. If you don't feel comfortable, maybe go in. Do it as a DPS. Do it as a healer. Uh, learn the fights. Learn. Observe what another tank does. Yeah, you might have to wait a little longer for a queue, but it makes you more knowledgeable than just kind of going in green. And that's, you know, in my mind, always been something that's beneficial. Because knowledge is power. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Says the death knight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the... In raid, I insist on everybody admitting their their mistakes, and since I'm the raid leader, of course, I'm I'm doing it. Uh, very, I'm very forthright about it. In five men, I used to do that, and I stop now because, well, when it's just our our own group, it's not a problem. When it's again LFD, the problem I've had is actually admitting my mistake, which to me is totally normal. Uh, oh, sorry guys, I made a mistake. I pulled didn't pull in the right spot or something like that. Then. I've had DPS trying to teach me how to play my class. And yeah, no, not going to happen. Actually, in I used to say hi. I used to be nice in LOD. Now, not anymore. So for a new tank, um, I'm not sure if admitting mistake in a five-man. I know it's totally against all, all my principles, but I'm not sure if saying that you made a mistake or just being very forthright about it in a five-man is the best idea. Okay. And I think it's um, something, too, that you can get away with based on your gear. You know, if they look at you and they say, oh, you know, you probably weren't born yesterday. You can get you, – you, I think, are given a little bit of slack there. But if you come in, you know, fresh 333, yeah, probably – it's going to be a little bit touch and go in that regard. Yep. Like, LFD is the only time I wear my titles. <laughs> I don't stop it. <laughs> in, a, in a raid environment, um, definitely – well, you have to – uh, I don't know how I'll say the word fess up, but um, you have to say, hey, look, I, I did something wrong here. You have to. It just, it's just the way a raid works. Um, and I'm always, when I screw up, I'm always the first person to admit it. Um, the rest of my raid isn't so forthcoming, um, but that's not my problem because I don't lead the raid. Um, but if I if I screw up on a raid, I'll be like, yeah, I did something wrong, and I do that once every like 50 pulls, so whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, in, in a five-man... I will never have someone else tell me what to do. I because anything they tell me, maybe I'm just being kind of a jerk, but anything they tell me will be wrong. So I, I just 
ignore them. Um, I mean, sure, if I'm running with, say, Risi and Lasana and I screw up, they'll, they'll, like, you know, laugh at me for it, and that's fine, whatever. Um, but they're my friends. Um, like, if we're rolling up, or running up the, uh, the, bol- the boulder gauntlet in, uh, ZG, um, Risi always calls me a fail bear if I get hit by a boulder, and that's fine. Um, uh, it's fine with me. Um, but if I, if we're in, like, in a boss fight and some DPS tries to tell me how to tank it, I'll just ignore them. Uh, because they, don't know anything. Uh, I've never, history. honestly, thinking back, I've never had anybody actually tell me how to play my class. Well, you're a paladin. It's like hard. I, I've never <laughs> had that. <laughs> I, okay, I, I got that one earned. <laughs> um, and the, I, I guess I'm kind of the wrong person to ask. I mean, way back in vanilla, I, ha- I had like this really great tank who, who was a great mentor to me, and he taught me a lot of stuff. Um, and that was back when, you know, 10-man groups were dungeons, and, like, you had a, a whole guild going. Um, nowadays, I wouldn't... If you're a fresh tank, I, I read the dungeon journal, um, do... If you're trying to learn how to play your, cast, play your class, do the appropriate research. I mean, anyone should do that, but... Um, don't do it with a guild let, group, seriously. Yeah, find a guild. Do it with a guild. for Like, save yourself the sanity. I'm, I'm not even going to Peter on the bush on that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the next question I'm going to ask is sort of along the similar lines. Uh, this question is from at Trimble IRL. Um, how did you get over the fear of tanking? I don't like letting my team down as a DPS or a healer. How did you get over the initial fear? Did you have any initial fears? I think we've already established we're all crazy. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, one of the things that I've found is, uh, for example, Miri and I are both project managers in real life, so we manage teams and we manage crazy clients all the time. So it's it's a more it's a fairly natural fit, actually. It's actually funny you mentioned that because that was something I found the most disconcerting about being a tank. Like I, I work a kind of job where I'm very much the alpha and I'm very much in control of everything that happens and I have the seniority to sort of dictate things and, and people assume that that automatically might make you a good candidate for being a tank as you have that controlling aspect and you, you do know how to take control of a situation. Um, I actually found from leveling a tank and, and doing some low-level things that I felt less in control as a tank. Um, as a healer, you know, you have more control because you're you're sort of in charge of 5 or 25 or 10 health bars and you choose when those bars go up. But I actually was very uncomfortable with the idea that I had to put my life in somebody else's hands and I had to make sure, you know, I don't know if they're going to heal me. I have no say in that. I don't know if my DPS is going to do what I want them to do, and I felt less in control as a tank. It's um, two styles of the leadership, actually. There's a style that, um, for example, I was a project manager. I know that um, I'm in IT, so I have architects, I have programmers, I uh, have IT guys, and they're all specialists in their fields. Honestly, they know more about their stuff than I do. I know mm-hmm. I have a general idea of what the network guys is going to do, but don't ask me to set up a firewall. It would be very interesting results. <laughs> and that's the same. It's the same, or programming, actually. I'm colorblind. I once programmed a pink page because I couldn't see the damn colors. Are you but that's, really? Yeah, I am. How it bad makes are you? It, uh, not too bad, but it makes it interesting on some fights. Algalon was a pain in the butt with a consecrate on the ground. But that's the thing. It's just, for me, because in real life what I have to do, I have to trust those guys to do their job. I can't know. I do not know their job. And it's the same thing in, in a raid and same thing as a project manager. Those guys are the specialists. I have to trust them and I do trust them. 
and that's just that's, the, the way it is. If you're more sorry, Mary, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's it's basically the same thing for me. You know, I work with a ton of engineers. I work with uh, you know a huge team of people, and I trust them to do their job. You know, for me, the buck stops with me. I will, you know, be the first person to slam my hand down and say, this is done. We're not going any further with this, you know, fiasco, whatever we're dealing with. I can fix it or I can break it. And I kind of see the same thing as, as tanking. You know, I the buck stops with me. I think the people that would have more problems, actually, are the ones that grow through the roots. For example, an engineer that becomes a lead engineer or an architect, and he has to – or a developer that becomes the, the lead developer – because he knows how to do the job that the, his guys are doing, he actually knows how to do it better than yep. they do. Yep. That when you move into a role that you have to trust them, at the same time, you're just, well, I could do that job in about 10 minutes and mm -hmm. they're doing it in a half hour or two hours. So I think that, I think it might be, could it be your, your thing too? Are you somebody that, are you leading now a team that does the work that you used to do? Um, you, you could say that. I mean, I basically started off with a junior title. I was a junior underwriter, and I'm a senior underwriter. So I, mm -hmm. I, I did sort of work the ranks up. And, and I think you had on a really good point because I've spent so much time being a healer. You know, it, you know, I automatically think of that where it's like, you know, even though I am in a tank role, I'm still eyeing that priest. I'm still giving that priest yep. stink eye. I'm still looking at their gems. I'm still looking at their talents. And I have to remember that I can't judge them because I'm a, I'm a tank. I can't. If I say anything, they're going to be like you're not a healer why are you judging me and 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 you're hoping that that healer is going to do as good of a job as i would have and i think you brought up a really good point like i said if i didn't know any better if i was somebody who had just tanked my whole life and had never tried dpsing or had never tried healing maybe i wouldn't be that way um but because i have been in the other role for quite a long time i can't i do worry more about it are they going to heal me like i would heal them and it, I think you hit it on the head right there. Yeah, I see the two different types of control from healing and tanking. You're, you're controlling different things. When you're tanking, you're controlling the mobs, the external, the fights. The Whereas when you're healing, you're controlling the individuals. You're deciding who stays alive and who dies. Mm -hmm. So it's like <laughs> what it is you're controlling, you know, whether you're controlling the, the situation, the outside, or whether you're controlling the individuals. And in real life, leadership's the same way, too. In some positions, you're controlling you're in, you, know, you, you, you and Miri, the the project, whereas in other types of leadership roles, you're controlling the individuals. Well, not controlling, but you mean you're, you know, you're kind of, um, uh, what's the word? Um, delegating? Delegate. Not delegating, no. no, just kind of guiding, I guess, the people. And it's interesting. Mentoring? What? Mentoring? No, not mentoring. No. Okay, sorry. I it's interesting, Mary, that you had mentioned uh, putting your foot down because I, I kind of feel like I have to rein myself back a little bit from being too controlling as a tank um, because it, to me it was very natural for me to sort of be that assertive, aggressive tank. And I actually tended to lose groups more when I did that. And I'm not going to say that I turned into a total dandelion, but I noticed <laughs> that when I was tanking, I really had to put some passiveness into my behavior because if I was as alpha as I am in my daily life, I would lose groups left and right. Like people would not stand for that. Um, and I, that was very surprising to me because I just assumed that I'd be able to go in there as a tank and you're going to do this. You're going to like it. You're going to shut up and we're going to pull. And it was very interesting <laughs> to me how many people were like, no bitch, it ain't going down like that. So I, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting to be in total control as a tank. And I was very surprised to find that isn't always the case. It's hard for me when I'm not tanking and I switch to the healing role, um, you know, for whatever 
giggles if I'm healing, you know, a guild group or something and we've already got a tank, whatever. Um, but I still maintain that exact same personality, though, where, you know, I'll handle fight explanations, I'll do marking, you know, I'm still driving the party just from, you know, a different view. Oh, you're one of those healers. <laughs> I'd like to think I'm a pretty damn good healer, too. I'm sure you are. <laughs> Being a paladin and all, you know. <laughs> I, I think I have a, I don't know, I've had a different sort of, um, I hate to use the word, like, upbringing or education or what have you. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, because I, I started, like, early vanilla, and I it, I started with my brother. We actually, like, saw a while came out, and we're like, oh, we need to play this game. Um, so we, we both got it, and he uh, rolled a rogue, and I wanted to be something beefy, uh, so I rolled a warrior, which is fun. Beefy? Were you a torn warrior? <laughs> no, I was a human. Because um, I, 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 I like the idea of the soldier, right? That's, that's what I wanted to play. Um, beefy. That, that's going to linger with me for a while. I may just interject <laughs> the word beefy in your next couple minutes. Okay, go on. <laughs> um, so I, I leveled up and what have you. And I once I got to 60, I didn't really know what I was or what a tank really meant or like how to do it because I hadn't this isn't wow was my first MMO so I never actually I, I didn't know what aggro was I didn't know what threat was I didn't know how the what the concept of like you know mitigation how to prevent people from dying how to handle groups of people etc etc I didn't know how to do that um so I had to go and research you know what am I what am I supposed to, like what gears are I should be looking for how do I set up my spec and all sorts of things like that um one thing I I did or one thing that really helps um, is that I always like to be the best at what I do, um, and I keep trying at it until I get, or I keep going with it until I am. Um, and as we, as I move, like I got into forty man rating in, in Molten Core, and when I first started, I was just kind of eh. Um, but I, I, I watched um, this warrior's name. His name is Dastin um, on, on my server. Um, I watched him tank, and I was like, oh, so that's what I do. Um, so I was like, okay, well, what if I do that then? And I, and I started, um, you know, as other people kind of fell off or they were just bad or what have you, I got bumped up. And eventually when I got my chance, I was like, okay, so I just need to do that. And I did. And then I was basically second tank for the remainder I was there. Um so having confidence in what you're doing is a huge part of it. Um, and, and if you have that, it doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks. Because as long as you know that you are doing a good job, then who cares what the rest of the group thinks? Uh, they can, because then that means that they're wrong. <laughs> that's the way I've looked at it. I guess that's kind of carried over um, through all the all the expansions and all my play. And um, to speak to some of you, some of the other comments were like. Well, I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't trust the healer to heal me and that sort of thing. Um, I was lucky. My my brother switched to switched to healing, um, in in Burning Crusade, and he's pretty much been healing me ever since. So I know he's going to keep me alive if I, as long as I don't screw up. So I don't have any worries there. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we can pretty much carry any five men, so I, I don't care what the DPS do. They're they're irrelevant to me. Uh, they're, they're, they're just there to make make the stuff die faster. Because I will stay alive. I will keep threat. He will keep me alive. Everything else is irrelevant. 
but that's sort of a unique situation. So I guess what I'm trying to say is have confidence in yourself and then everyone will have confidence in you. It's a very easy kind of point of view. it's the same thing that goes for real life too i i found like there's a lot of parallel a lot of parallels from between an mmo and real life and that's one of the bigger ones for me i'm done (laughs) (laughs) we we all have to take a moment and think about that (laughs) what about you frost uh i don't know kind of lost my train of thought with that long speech (laughs) <laughs> he's, a D, he's a DK. We were using some seven-letter words there. He needs a moment. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to Oh, that was bad. At least that wasn't directed at me, so, you know. <laughs> no, I, I mean it totally with love. But, no, I've been very vocal about how I feel about there's, you know, the two camps of DKs, where it's like, you know, there's there's the, the one... DKs became the new Huntards. I'm not sort of, but it's that. like, you know, there's uh, always I, been... Uh, yeah. In my experience, there's always two forms of DKs. You know, you have your DK that's, I am a death knight, and I've researched the finer points of this exceptional class that we've been granted. And then you have the other DKs that are like, I beat stuff, and just run around and <laughs> lick windows. And, and there's really no middle ground there. You either have your exceptional types or you have your window lickers. And <laughs> and it's and it's kind of amusing, but they really kind of fall into two camps. And there's they no... Do. There's really there's, no between. Yeah, and it's, it's God bless them. We love them, but it's just, it is what it is. So. <laughs> All right, so hopefully we have another question for these fine four. Uh, well, a lot of the questions we kind of answer just through conversation, but let's see. What's more frustration, frustrating, DPS that don't CC or who break CC, or DPS who don't follow a kill order? And the question was from at RT2. I'd probably go with kill order. I'd go with break CC because I'm expecting some the fight to go a certain way. And with break CC... Uh, that that mob is probably out of my th- uh, thunderclap range, and then I have to turn, charge it, bring it back. It really, really mess up, uh, messes up the whole thing. Kill order, I'm kind of used to it. Do you guys yeah, have I to have... use any of those mods that tell you who do that? Like, are you big on announcing who screwed up like that, or how do you handle that? We don't. I don't announce it, but I, I have all the add-ons that tell me that, yeah. Okay. I don't track it, because honestly, it's normally me. <laughs> You're I'll that be honest. Tank. <laughs> I'm that tank, and I'll and I'll like normally just say when someone's like, "Oh, well, do you want me to CC that?" And I was like, "No, because I'm gonna break it." You know, just I'd rather just take everything and be done with it. Follow the kill order, please. That's all I ask, and I will just control everything in my own little corner. That's all I want. But I, I just repeatedly just go into every fight, and I'm like, guys, I will break it. Just don't even bother putting it. And I, one of our shaman always would hex in the middle of a pull. And I'm like, dude, why are you even bothering at this point? He just wants to feel useful. He's like, well, I've got an add-on that says I can hex this, so I'm going to hex it. I was like, dude, just please. And just I see this, like, you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> I see this frog keep popping down in the garden. I'm like, dude, enough already. I was really surprised to see how many DPSers were excited about that when Cataclysm hit. Like, I know there were some DPS that were like, oh, man, I got to do stuff. And then there were the ones where you couldn't shut them up. Do you need a sheep? I got a sheep. I need water. You want water? I got water. And like, what the hell? Like, they were so excited about <laughs> having because some of them, because they kept it on their bar and they never actually yeah, used it. Like there were they wanted to see what it did. Dying the sap and hunters that couldn't wait to trap and they trapped themselves, but they still tried. <laughs> and it was just really great to see that kind of enthusiasm for a while and be like, okay, just there you go. See, I, I do a I lot of pages. Stop... Like, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I had to stop like hunters 
forgot about Trap Launcher like 98% of the time. <laughs> and so I'd have to wait for the Hunter's Trap to time out again because they dropped it at their feet. And <laughs> one that's time part I had of the a- reason. The one time I really loved having a hunter was when we first started doing heroic dead mines, and there were those groups that were stealthed. And you, I remember that feeling of first oh, yeah. running up to them, going, "Oh God, how are we ever going to handle this?" And being really glad that we had a hunter because they were able to flare or do whatever they do when they weren't stealthed anymore, and then we could see see them. Um, so again, beginning of Cata, I loved having hunters with me. They did really the ones I ran with did really really well, um, and it may not have lasted throughout the expansion, but going into it, it was great to see every at least, like I said, the DPS. Iron was very eager to do CC and, and interact like that in silence and things like that. But seriously, the best modification that they ever made, CC is not a pull anymore, because yeah. that's one that's one of the ways that they were all, that the DPS was always helping me. Goodbye, mage. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. Do your CC. It doesn't start the fight. It means that I still have time to check if the healer has mana before, because you're not going to check it before doing your CC. Mm-hmm. No, sorry. Um, I'm going to go with none of the above, and I'll I'll go with um, DPS that would pull for me, either intentionally or unintentionally via CC, um, or um, DPS that don't interrupt. DPS that don't interrupt is by far the hugest pet peeve for me. It's interesting that you would say the DPS who pull for you, because that was the one thing I got sort of relaxed about when I was leveling my tank. Like, it used to be something that I would get very princess about, where I'd be like, oh, did you just, oh, I'd be just, oh, I'm insulted. <laughs> and, and then after a while, it kind of rolled off my back. Like, I just kind of had the Voss attitude, where, or was it Mary's attitude, where I'm just going to tank my moms. If you pull something, F you, I'm, I'll, I'll throw you a taunt. But I just, it, I felt like if I lost sleep over every time that happened, I would never get through a five-man. And it just got to be, I got very good at picking my battles, and that was something where they were either going to learn that I wasn't going to react to that, and they were on their own, and I was just going to tank the four that I had. And that, that was the first thing I learned as a tank was don't sweat that because if I did I, I wouldn't get anything done so you're not you're not going to be perfect as a tank most of the time yeah. you won't be perfect I can be beefy but I can't be perfect <laughs> exactly <laughs> now rift might be perfect but I know I'm not <laughs> no I you know I'm actually I do have a warrior that I'm leveling and I, I do intend on tanking with that and it's um it's fun I, I I don't it's a level 15 so I can just start doing dungeons but I I had a lot of fun I mean that was one thing I that was the my warrior in WoW I had a 23 warrior before I took a break and um that was fun it was the most fun I'd had in a long time when I wasn't healing because um, I wasn't having fun healing anymore but I I enjoyed tanking so so much and I I look forward to doing that a bit more in any game really. Uh, the, sh- the sweet sound of shield slam in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so we did talk a lot about bad LFG dungeon experiences. Um, one of the questions that we got was from Screwloose. Wow. Um, he also added a heart Mary forever. <laughs> oh, God. That's a That's good question. Between you two. <laughs> Um, won't go there. Uh, what, <laughs> let's turn this into a more positive question. You have question, an admirer. He's in my guild. Stalker. Um, so the question could go either way. We're going to turn it positive. What is the best LFG dungeon experience, and it can be with a guild or without a guild, that you have had? We got a bear once in an LFG group, and I was the only person from my realm, so I was even more surprised about that. Nice. The new Amani bear mounts? Yeah, the purple bear. Very cool. I'm always seconds off by that. Even with guild groups, we're never, it's never a crushing loss. Like we're never like minutes behind. It's always five seconds, 0.2 seconds. It's always so close and 
about the rest of you? Any positive LFG experiences? Um, running five mans with Fash and Reese and Lestana and just laughing at random things. Um, <laughs> on, on Friday night, I was uh, doing fire heroics with Reese and my brother on his uh, on his shaman that just hit 85. And we had this this cat in our in our group um, that would hit stampeding roar on cooldown for some reason. And Reese and I were were in vent and we were just quietly laughing at him because he always had no idea what he was doing. Um, and towards towards the end of the run, Reese was just like, "Are you hitting stampeding roar on cooldown for a reason?" And he he put typed a question mark, and she was like, "That's not." It's a movement speed increase. It doesn't help DPS. He was like, oh. <laughs> and it's just moments like like those where you just look at something, you know that they're doing something completely wrong, but you can't help but make fun of them. Um, especially in private with people that are good, people are your good friends. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's, those, it's those type of things where people have no idea you you're, you know way more than they do and, you, and you're just making fun of them because they're, they're just like, Endless sources, of, endless sources of entertainment. Yeah, we had a situation like that. Remember, <laughs> some people might find this offensive. I don't care. Um, we were gearing up when Cataclysm first came out, and it was with my two very best girlfriends in my guild at the time. And we uh, we were running with this tank, and we somehow I think we were bickering about something. And the tank goes, "Are you two married?" And I was like, "Yes, <laughs> we are." And he was like, ooh. And, he, and so we totally ran with it. I, I made her out to be the husband, and I was the wife. And I was like, yeah, he sits home all day and eats Cheetos, and I have to go to work. And, and she would totally fabricate this. And then our other friend was like, you know, I thought you were married to me. And I was like, we're Mormons. That's what we're, we're together. And totally bought it. The tank goes, oh, my brother went to bring him young, 97. And I'm like, oh, God, he thinks we're Mormons. And, and we ran with it through the whole instance. And we were like, yeah, you know, I, I met her when I was seeing this one. And she had a couple of kids. And, and he's like, that must be really hard for you guys. And and then he'd ask you really embarrassing questions. He's like, what do you think of your husband playing a female tune? And I was like, I, I love him regardless. And, and so does our other wife. And it was, it was the most fun we've ever had. And we still talk about that. Like sometimes we'll tweet each other that we're getting a divorce. And um, it was just hilarious because he really thought we were Mormons. <laughs> I'm going to hell for that. Okay. <laughs> Um, Miri, Frost, any positive LFG experiences? I shared money about the Baron. That was probably the only oh, good damn thing it, I ever. I can't tell you two apart. Oh. <laughs> wow, I'm a, I'm a girl, apparently. No, oh. you and Ariel. <laughs> I, I tend to mistake you two. I apologize. I'm sorry. Beefy. Okay. Miri, did you have any positive experiences? You know, I'm sure I did. Or do. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's really standing out right now, though. As bad as it sounds. I mean... Going with a whole bunch of random people, nothing's jumping out aside from, I guess, one. ZG maybe last week, because I have, like, no long-term memory anymore, apparently. <laughs> She's like Dory from Finding Nemo, you know? It's gone. Podcast? It's, like, so Thanks. gone. <laughs> we had two mages. It was it was basically a guild run minus the healer. And so we're just, you know, four of us invent derpy and acting crazy in, in general. And um, ended up that somehow someone mistimed a a time warp or something, and the shaman makes this comment of, "Well, why did why was it burned then?" And the rest of us are just kind of laughing about it. And so you know, in guild chat, I'm just like, 
every time it's off CD, use it. I don't care if it's on trash. I don't care if we're walking. Use it. And for the rest of the dungeon, this shaman had no bloody clue what was going on. But we had time for, for everything. And I was just like, you know, this is this is fun. And the shaman did his job. He healed everybody. Nobody died. He put up with us. But it was just kind of one of those. Yeah, it was your own inside joke. No one has a clue what's going on. Did it impact anything? No. You know, we weren't having any issues killing anything. We were just goofing off. At this point, you know, ZGZ is kind of a snore. And it was just funny. Um, and one just poor random person who gets stuck with us, or I could take, you know, another example of when I healed a bear run, and we ended up getting a pug hunter, and the hunter was like, oh, this is great, you know, blah, 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 blah. let's do another. So we ended up in ZG, and he's like, well, let's do the achievement. And I, I did something stupid, and I died as a healer. And I was like, are you sure you want that achievement at this point? Because obviously I'm too retarded to heal myself. <laughs> so, you know. And it's it's moments like that where it's usually where I've done something incredibly stupid that just makes the run fun. Yeah, just it's just so. Yeah, it sounds like all of us kind of have that in common where they're not. It's not as if a player made our day or anything like skill based. It was all just taking something that's normally kind of tedious and having our own fun with it. Ophelia, what would you say is your best LFG experience? Oh, I had so many of them. I, I don't. I'm like the odd person out who always gets really lucky in LFGs. Um, so, but and it's hard to top your stories because I don't can't think of anything really hilarious that's ever happened. But I guess my best experience I was with. Um, it was through Real ID. I teamed up with Loader and Entropia and Jed, and uh, we had uh, someone else who was a random pug. And then we went and, um, yeah, we did the ZA bear run. And I, I'd never gotten lucky with a pug to uh, get a bear run in. And, you know, it's weird because, you know, I must have run it like, at least 60 times, and I've never gotten lucky with a pug. So uh, we were like, all right, awesome, we're doing ZA and we're doing a bear run. And we ended up getting the bear one. And it was, I don't know, it was just so smooth. It was so, it, it was so easy. And I, I just had never experienced that before in a, in a pug group. And, well, it wasn't really a pug group. Like, we only had that one guy that was pug. But with a group of people, we were all playing from different servers. And I was really excited. I get to run with these people that I don't get to hang out with very often. And um, and apparently Loder, who actually won the bear, he had made a bet with Maticus that whoever won a bear first got to smack the other, so I was happy to have contributed to <laughs> not getting smacked. <laughs> See, it's funny, that makes me very sad, though, because I could never run with you, because we're on different factions. Well, we play different games. Even when I played WoW, they always made me really sad. The only tune I had on the Alliance side was Estrus, that an 85 Resto Druid, and She's kind of broken at the moment, but um, yeah, that oh, it made me really sad. I meant to ask her, even you guys. I do have a pally who's horde. <gasps> I, I'm a goblin. Oh, I'm sorry. I used to be a draenei. Uh, now, what are you all right you now? You changed from a draenei to a goblin? Oh, this is going to get yeah. good. <laughs> are you out of your mind? You're a goblin, a then, <laughs> Yep. Oh, Wow. That's like Draenei, Jesus. Morgan, that makes no sense. Then Goblin. Wow. Because my Alliance Guild kind of imploded, and then so the only other raiding guild I wanted to be on on my server was Horde, so I had a faction change. No, Vasca, your Alliance, correct? <laughs> um, yes, I am. <laughs> uh, was I wrong? What? No, 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 you're perfectly right. It's just. Okay. Remember what I said about that uh, little war that I just started about uh, orcs and uh, draenei on the 
Twitter just before starting this uh, podcast. I heard your accent say something. I didn't really get clarification, but uh. <laughs> uh, just it. Uh, I'm very, very staunchly pro-alliance and oh. especially dry-eyes. Ew. Um, okay, so Mary, <laughs> That's okay. you have the right you? to be wrong. Oh dear, boss. Oh dear. Mary, are you alliance or horde? I am horde. I have been pretty much horde since I started playing. Wow, blood elf. She okay. plays with the hair. Yeah, for the hair. <laughs> and uh, Ariel, are you Alliance or Horde? Uh, I'm all Alliance. I was Horde um, briefly on my mage, but I've been Alliance for most of the time. Nice. Okay. Uh, Ophelia, do we? I think we have one or two questions left if we haven't already covered them. Uh, let me see. Yeah, most of them we've already covered. Fanon um, okay. asked about the leadership aspects of tanking being hard to deal with, especially in random groups. We talked a little bit about leadership, but do any of you have some more comments you'd like to say about that? How about having to be a leader in random groups or even a leader within your own raid teams? My raid team learned not to let me lead. That things <laughs> tend to happen. <laughs> yeah, for See, me... Go ahead. I was just going to say, for us at least, you know, the raids are kind of a joint effort. We're all observing, we're all making comments, we're all trying to improve. Um... In fives, it doesn't really bother me. I mean, at least with my job, I never know who I'm going to be dealing with on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as I, you know, love to have a set schedule and and have things that always go to plan, it, it never does for me. I'm not really surprised, honestly. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's I, I just wing it. I'm you've got to lead at some point, and you know, I see LFD as kind of you know a daily a, a day at work. You know, what's going to mm-hmm. happen? Who am I going to have to talk to? I'm probably, you know, am I going to call someone, you know, in India? Possibly. You know, am I going to talk to someone in Italy? Most likely. You just play it by ear. I may have never talked with them before in my life, but I have to make that connection. And it's kind of the same thing with, with LFD. I, I, I want to get through the run. I want it to be smooth. I don't care about your life story. Just let's go do it. Okay. Uh, so the last question I'm going to ask, I think the one I had was already covered, so I'm going to politely skip that one. I did get one in my Twitter box just about a short time ago. Um, this one is from Decion, uh, D-E-C-H-I-O-N, and he basically wants to know, what advice do you guys have for any new tanks? For somebody who's saying, I've never done this before, but I really want to, um, do you recommend that they start from scratch and level as a tank and go 1 to 85? Um, do you recommend that you know it's something that people can do later on in their life? Um, should they you know, level through the dungeon finder? What advice would you have for somebody who approached you with that question? Would you even recommend people become tanks? Like, Are you yeah. one of well, those yeah. people who would steer yeah. people away from it? Or what are your thoughts? Definitely. It's the best job out there. It's the mm-hmm. most, my, to me, it's the most difficult, but it is the, the most rewarding, I think. Mm-hmm. The For a new tank, it is better to probably learn it through uh, leveling. Mm-hmm. But Honestly, I think the best thing that I did to learn how to tank correctly, I went and PvP'd. Because the main thing that tanks need to have, I think, is they have to move extremely well. I mean, we have to kite bosses. We have to strafe. We have to exactly position them in the right spot. We have to avoid crap on the ground. What better school to learn fast movement and rapid decisions than PvP? Even though I hate PvP. Like carrying. I don't think I, I wouldn't recommend leveling like in, just to learn tanking I wouldn't recommend um, leveling through the dungeon finder um, just because 
one to eighty, or well, I guess it's fifteen to eighty. Fifteen to eighty tanking is or fifteen to seventy-eight, whatever. Low-level dungeons to end of wrath is like one. You tank one way for seventy levels or six levels, anyway, whatever. Um, you tank one. You tank one way for the majority of your leveling, and then once you hit cataclysm content, you suddenly have to tank a totally different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the former doesn't really prepare you for the latter. That's kind of the problem. It's the same problem for all for all um, roles. Um, like DPS, DPSing low level doesn't prepare you for DPSing it in game. Um, I mean, sure you learn how to press your buttons, but as and for the greater role of what you need to be doing, like you don't interrupt in low level dungeons, you don't CC, you don't do anything. Um, same thing, sort of thing goes for tanking. Stuff just dies. And healers are just so ridiculously have such ridiculous throughput at low levels it doesn't even matter how many mobs you pull. Um, what I would recommend and bears have especially hard um, because we don't get our our tanking talents, our our core tanking abilities until 66, which is pretty stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I would almost if I were a bear, well I'm a bear, but if I was to tell a new bear when to start tanking, I wouldn't start tanking until 81. Um, I'd level probably just, just through questing or maybe as a kitty, um, but I wouldn't start tanking until 81 because uh, for a couple reasons. One, that's where you get when you get thrash, um, which is a huge thing that you need to have. Um, and two, by then you will have all of the tanking talents you need um, available. Um, and, and three... While tanking low-level Cataclysm Dungeons isn't extremely punishing, it does prepare you for tanking higher-level Cataclysm Dungeons and five or uh, tier, I guess, tier one heroics, whatever they're called. See, I would um, disagree with that a little bit, just because it seems like towards the end, and I I had leveled an, another tune. I was leveling a mage right around the time I I stopped playing, and I feel like a lot of the things that we had to relearn when Cataclysm first started and a lot of things that carry over into Heroics. People weren't CCing in regular dungeons anymore. It was the tank pulling all seven moms. It was the healer having to do that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that might not be the case. Like I feel like that used to be the case, that you could prepare for those things when Cata first started, but I do feel that we have kind of slid back into that you know, 20-minute regular run, all-out, reckless kind of pulling I, I mean, I, sure, if you have, like, 378 gear, yeah. But if you're, like, a 346 gear tank, no. You still need to CC. And you still need to interrupt stuff. You no, what to- I was saying is you had mentioned that you would you said something about not telling them not to start tanking until 81 uh, or something along those lines, that the low-level Cataclysm dungeons would prepare them for the higher-level ones. Did I understand that correctly? <laughs> Right. What I was saying in, in regards to that, though, is I don't feel that's necessarily the case because I feel like a lot uh, of the things that they're doing in the low-level non-heroics, they're not doing, and and that you know they're, how, I kind of stumbled. They're not doing those things at the lower level that you would expect them to be doing at the higher levels. If that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I mean, from a bear from a bear point of view, it's mostly keeping up your buffs and keeping up, keeping up your debuffs, um, and that's. You can't really learn that until you get to 81, because you don't have everything, every button you push until you get to 81. Yeah, but there's a ton you can learn before then, even if you don't you have the abilities, you don't have the damage mitigation and all yeah, that. Yeah, you can learn. You have, what you're learning is, you're learning the leadership. You, sorry? 
I was going to say, you're learning to use your abilities as you level up, so you know when to use things, when not to use things, when might be a good time to use certain things. I'm sure you might not have all your abilities yet, but you're sort of not just getting thrown headlong into the pool. Yeah, you're being taught them one at a time instead of... Learn them all right now. You're learning to walk before you run, sort of. Yeah, but guys, even more than that, what you're learning is the role of the tank. You're you're supposed to be well, supposed to be. You're still leading the group most of the time at uh, past eighty one. So the whole feeling of how do I interact with the others, when to chastise them, that kind of stuff. You're learning as you go. And for that, the old dungeons are good practice. You're right, for the abilities, not that much. For the positioning, eh, possibly. But it's really the role that you're learning. I'm just saying, like as a bear, you would have a harder time doing than you if you're if you're playing another class, and it it might color your perspective before you actually get um, to your destination. So it's like I've got, I think, trying to count now. I've got two paladins at 85, and I had a a baby paladin somewhere, and I actually was leveling her tanking, you know, something I know, obviously. At lower levels, I found it to be more of a hassle because I'm so used to playing a tank at 85 that not having all my abilities almost hindered me that I, I didn't feel like I was in control of a situation. And I actually felt actually kind of panicky doing something, you know, as simple as, you know, stocks, which shouldn't bother me at all. But I had like no AOE aside from a really long CD on consecrate and stuff's dying so fast. I don't have it off CD and I've got Crusader Strike. And I'm like, okay, this isn't really going to cut it for like a, you know, eight mob pull. (laughs) That was a challenge for me. Um, For Paladins, you know, probably you could start in the 40s. It's, you know, it's been so long since I've actually, I stopped leveling the baby one. Just said, forget it. Tossed it aside. I do that a lot with alts. It's when you feel comfortable. I mean, definitely for me, for a warrior, when I started trying, you know, I've got a, a warrior at 84. I've always played Fury. I I, I tried Prot. <laughs> exactly. I couldn't play it because I I had all these talents and I didn't know how to make them all work at that level. That was really difficult for me at 80. And, it, you know, it's still an issue now. When I started another warrior, started learning, you know, what the talents did, being able to experiment with each of them, it worked for me. It made sense with a warrior. A paladin, not so much at the lower levels. It, it still felt like there was there was things lacking, but that's, you know, once again, because I've played them at, at 80, I've played them at 85, I'm used to the skills that I have available and not having it. Yep. Made it hard. Okay, so I don't think there's anything else that we had. I think we asked all of our questions from Twitter and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, did anyone have anything to add before we wrap up the show? Is this the part where I get to plug stuff? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, first off, I think we're probably going to thank everybody for being on the show. Uh, thank you, Miri. Thank you, Frost Sorrow. Thank you, Vasca. Thank you, Beefy. Um, and then, uh, why don't you tell people who are listening, uh, tell pe- now is the time where you would tell people who are listening, uh, how people can get in touch with you, if you have any blogs that they can find you at, um, if your guilds are recruiting, let people know that. Alright, well, since I asked, I'll go first. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Riffmaker. Uh, you can also, uh, if you have any sort of bear questions or druid questions in general, um, bear specifically, go to theinkbear.com. Um, it's where Reese and I and Tangent and, um, do most of the cutting edge bear stuff. Um, we also have forums. 
where you can post questions about bears or cats or um, resto. Uh, for Moonkin, we just link to the Moonkin repository, so it makes our, makes our lives easier. Um, so yeah, you can go, go there and ask us questions and that sort of thing. Um, and also listen to the Team Waffle podcast. Um, episodes get uploaded as I complete them, which has kind of been not so often of late, and that's kind of my bad. Um, but it's uh, teamwafflecast.com. And that's uh, where we see the sauna and I get together to talk, to talk about druids. Um, and sometimes we have another person. Lately, it's been a guy called uh, Clay who does feral PvP. So it's a good uh, podcast. I checked it out. Uh, I hadn't uh, heard too much of you, so when I was looking for a feral, I did my homework, and um, I definitely liked what I heard. It's a good show. People should check it out. And that's all about my stuff. Oh, and if you want to follow Reese. Uh, follow her on Twitter at Resify and follow us. She doesn't on always respond to her tweets, as I learned the hard <laughs> way. She was actually my first choice. I had actually sent her the tweet first because I had a number of people that were saying, "Have you tried Resify?" Um, and I was like, "Hi, Reese. I'd really like to speak with you. Can I have your email?" Crickets. And we were kind of on a time frame, so we were like, oh. And then, like, about 12 hours later, the next day, she was like, hi, I'm Reesey. And I'm like, uh, we've got your partner, thanks. <laughs> and it was just very weird. I was like, okay. but <laughs> she, she normally raids on Sundays anyway, so I, I don't know if it would have worked. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was very cute, though. It was definitely not hard feelings, but it was just like, you know, she was definitely our first choice, and it was just, you know, it didn't work out that way. Oh, actually, hey, she's my choice. boss, so of course she's my choice. Of course she should well, be our first. first choice was actually Sunny or Bear. We tried to have Sunny first, and Sunny absolutely couldn't do tonight. Um, and then after that, we really were at a loss for Ferals. I didn't know very many Ferals who I got along with that I thought would be a good fit for the show, and um, a couple people had recommended Reese. I didn't hear from Reese, but through Reese, I'd heard of you, um, and I looked into your back background in your podcast and I was like he's just as good or better let's see if he's interested and I think I even mentioned Reese in your email because um, I said if you weren't interested please let Reese know and it all worked out so it was, it was very good well, it's fun being here yeah at I guess Mary Vasca Frost where can uh, we find you I'm on Twitter at Frost Sorrow um, Dark Pack's always looking for people specifically rogues right now as we haven't seen a good one in a long time just had one rage quit on us um, that's dark pack, dark minus sign pack minus sign gaming.com, I think. Okay. And we're on Bloodhoof US. Nice. Okay. Uh, yes, I remember you guys. <laughs> I was on Bloodhoof back in, uh, rap. Where are you? Okay, For so that's Where can they find you? Boss, you go. Okay, well, uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter. I'm uh, at Voska, V-O-S-S-K-H. Um, I will, I do try to answer my tweets fairly fast, except when Istris is trying to reach me. It seems <laughs> I always take quite a few more hours. I'm sorry about that. Um, I also have a blog that I don't update often enough, swordboard.wordpress.com. Uh, and I will try to write more in there. But if you have any warrior questions or anything like that, just honestly, Twitter is the best uh, way to reach me. And uh, I will try to answer and uh, have good discussions. Oh, and uh, I'm also available for horde bashing on Twitter, which I try to please. <laughs> or talking about uh, pally hair. I know, I've been busy. Pally hair and all that kind of stuff. Slacking so. there too. <laughs> okay, so. Slack. <laughs> no! 
I don't put you Slack on Twitter. I won't put you Slack here. Um, so I can be found on Twitter as at WowMiri, um, blog at the same name. So WowMiri.wordpress.com. I update as I have time. Like Voss, I've been very busy lately. So my posts have been coming in random intervals. I think I actually did four last week. We'll see. Um, my guild, we're a social guild. So, you know, doors, I think, are always open but the raid team is set we don't have any raid slots at this time so but if you want to come hang out and make fun of the alliance repeatedly like i do you're more than welcome to to come over and join us uh i respond fairly quickly on twitter um i watch it pretty much nonstop. so you can always catch me there or shoot me a message through my blog or if you can actually figure out my special character you can actually come to drendon where i'm at and uh shoot me a, a tell or something. If I'm not busy at AFK in a city, I'll uh, respond to you as soon as I can. Okay. Well, uh, for the next show, I don't know if we've finalized this or not, but I'm thinking we need a healer group. We need healers. So uh, we've done our tank roundtable, thanks to the four of you, and I think healing is next. So um, I will. we will be spending the next week or two looking for a priest, a druid, a shaman, and a paladin, and we will probably duke it out with them in the next two weeks. So look forward to that. I don't quite know how we're going to tackle the DPS ones because there's so much DPS. That one might be a little tough. Um, but you, but I'm you, uh, looking... by class, will be booked till uh, the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to the healing one. And, you know, I think the healing one is going to be tough because we know so many healers. And at the same time, uh, you know, one of the reasons that we started the podcast was we wanted people who you haven't heard from before. And the problem, especially with healers and, and it's not that they don't know what they're doing so it's not anything negative but you do tend to hear from the same four or five people um, so I think with tanking it wasn't so hard to find unique voices um, but I get a feeling with healers it's going to be a lot more difficult to find people that you don't hear on every healing podcast um, I don't so think so I know a lot of uh, quieter bloggers Oh, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm looking forward to. You know, I think it's going to be because I know when I mentioned healing, I was getting a lot of familiar faces and I love those faces, but you, you tend to hear from them already. <laughs> and that's kind of not what we were going for. So, um, but I'm excited. I have no idea who we're going to have. It's going to be fun. Um, and yeah. So, anyways. Uh, so if there's nothing else, thank you for listening. And thank you for having us. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you very much. It was fun. Yep, thanks for having me. Bond. James Bond.